This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. You can find us on all the social medias at Sutton Podcast, where we'd like to chat and say hi. Joining us today, last minute rescheduling was um, fantastically Mark Freight jumped in to help me out. Unfortunately, there was a few issues with the download file, and he does sound like a robot at various points in the conversation, but it's definitely worth persevering with if you can. And here's Mark now. Hello, Mark. How are you? Uh, hot. <laughs> like everybody else. Like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we're going to have a quick chat about yesterday's match. Um, yeah. Obviously, we were all really, really warm and hot, and you were standing around doing your, your car park duties early doors. Yeah. I, I was I was enjoying an ice cream. How, how was that? Well, the park top, pop, the car park was okay because I was under the shade of trees. It's right. when I came out, ventured out of it after that. You, you know, you suddenly realise it. Big cheap Panama hat on as well, which helped. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And that, someone reckoned it looked not a good at, but if they knew how cheap it was, they would, you know, it weren't one of 30, 40, 50 jobs, I could promise you. No, yeah. The, uh, I remember when I worked in men's retail, the, the definition of the Panama hat was the one you could roll up and fit into like a cigar tube type thing. Oh, right. you were spo- you're supposed to be able to do with it, and I was like, I've never seen one of them in my life, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but on, on onto the match, when the sort of teams were announced, um, were there any sort of surprises for you, or 
you well, Alistair Smith, Alistair Smith not starting, uh, and Harry starting because Alistair has you know been in the in the team. Uh, and that, uh, you know, but you know, sometimes he needs to change things around with Freshie. And I thought Harry had a really good first half. Yeah, he was absolutely. really, and uh, you know, uh, and I, I thought he was possibly our best player in the first half. Uh, so you know, fair play, he got out there, did his job. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I had thought Kobe would make it, um, but a, a very able deputy in Joe. I want Matt's interview and I know I just get inkling from Matt uh, thing doesn't say rather than what he does say and uh, I just thought no, he's not playing so I wasn't yeah. totally surprised but Joe did really well at the back um, yeah. I know he's played there before for Bromley I don't know if he's played in a two or a three at Bromley there but he's, he's he, you know he did, he did, did really well you know, yeah. but they, they were a typical, uh, I don't know, I would say typically set up like National League, really, because they're big, all their back four were big, and everybody else was like of footballers, yeah, most of them, yeah. And they, they you know, I, I thought they were a decent side break, why they, they decided it well. Um, yeah. You know, First off, because we really went at him. I was talking to a few of the guys. We can't keep in that heat. And and second off, we we couldn't. And that's fair enough. That's not criticism. That's you know, supply life. You, you can keep around. We were in those conditions. So you know, so it's disappointing. Yeah, no. Got the lead at half time. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Just even standing there watching it. Um, let alone trying to run around in that. So, yeah, I think I said on, on one of the groups, fair play to all the players for getting through that match. It's mental. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, you've got, you got to question the sanity of 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 us as people, as football authorities or whatever, to, you know, suggest that, you know, people, I know they're young, they're fit, blah, 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 and that, but to go out and play in that sort of heat, and obviously we saw uh, young Jack Rose... Ironically, a goalkeeper who would run around so much, but maybe he was more, he was more concentrated on his body as a result, and not having to yeah. go off because he didn't feel great. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, fortunately, it was only one player as far as I'm aware. Yeah, and and Topi said um, that after about two minutes of running around, he just couldn't swallow because there was no nothing there. There was no saliva. Yeah, I saw that. In, I saw that. In the interview. I was, you know, for players today, yeah, he hasn't got a lot of experience in interviews uh, 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 at this level, so he did a really good job there. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's de- in the two interviews I've seen, he's definitely warmed um, <laughs> us to him. He's really, really, really nice guy. Yeah, I haven't actually spoken to him yet, but he's, he's a really nice chap. I believe he's a local lad as well, so he, he, he is, yeah. yeah. Um, I did ask him today, I haven't had a response yet. I did ask him today how his parents were feeling when he. Got home after telling them not to go to the match, so um, he's he's not responded. I'm not reading too much into that yet, but if he's still missing us no. tomorrow, we might have to question. Um, but onto the match itself. Obviously, it's difficult conditions uh, for both teams. We scored, and it was an interesting goal again. In that same interview, I, I really really liked the uh, question Tony asked us. Oh, did you consider letting it go and let Jack score? And he was like, No, I'm a striker. I'm going to score. Um, yeah, that's what you'd expect. Goal. I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be ruled out because um, usually when a goalkeeper is even touched, the reaction of all their, you just look at the reaction on the highlights of their players, and goalkeeper, and they weren't having a go. Yeah. Oh god, have we let that in? They weren't having a go. If and with them either but what I could see a few of them it was a foul you know he's, he's misjudged the ball he's had to turn back and he half and half on the way down there goalkeeper because he, you know he's, he's turned yeah. to try and get down onto the ball that's not a foul you know um, no no it's just, you're, so, you're so used to so used to seeing it blown up for a foul that's what was well, the ref, we're never going to get this the referees have been told not you know to let more go this season uh, I'm not sure our level uh, judging what yeah, should and what shouldn't know at the moment. Obviously. It's not an easy science anyway, especially been uh, no. given everything for the last five seasons and now they're told to make the game more physical, uh, allow managers okay. and stuff like that, which is what football's about. And it was becoming a tepid form of what it used to be, especially at the higher level. You know, Premier League, Blake yeah. falls over for a free, gives free kick. It's just getting like, I can hear all the frustration, crowd and everything. So they're going back to more closer to what it used to be like. However, again, that, that, as, as it's difficult, I think there's been uh, obvious so far, not just in Sutton game. Yeah. And we, we had a similar vantage point but it seems quite different viewpoints on their goal um ah, I, well, I, when it... I had a perfect view mike and anyone who's standing on, on what we call the curve uh, i.e the mountain uh the mountain stand uh that brad touched that all right he definitely got a touch to that well i didn't and I, I believe i believe well, I he, think he did because i i was he, well, he did. Well, you were standing on there as well, okay. He touched it, yeah. and I thought, God, I, we've well, done I just, it again. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, how can he let that bounce over him so badly? Um, and I was a well, little bit... Yeah, it's, oh, great. I'm, there would have been no yeah. controversy then. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, um, I've got to go back to this, right? If the referee doesn't believe that it's touched it, um, because I don't, I, I mean, obviously, we're not pretty to the conversations that he's had with the linesman and official. But if he doesn't think Brad's touched it, did he not realise he'd given a freak for offside against Toby? Because that's what he'd done. The linesman's flag was up. Mm-hmm. And he gave a free kick. Well, it was offside. Um, yeah. Some Barrow um, forum suggested that he didn't raise his arm to indicate indirect, which is if he didn't, that's another feeling of his. Of one of uh, yeah. God knows how many yesterday for both sides. <laughs> um, and maybe the heat got to him, but he, he was was bloody awful. Anyway, um, if he doesn't fix touch, he should be giving the goal anyway because it's an indoor from an in free kick. He if he didn't think, obviously he didn't think Brad House touched it because he came back off the pitch and disallowed it. So I didn't see the touch. I mean, I'm not saying it was a massive touch like some people are, like their manager is. 
because he's saying mm. I, I, don't, I don't think there was much deviation in its in its passage travel at all. But I think there was a touch. Um, if it was as blatant as Pete Walters reckons it was, we wouldn't be having this conversation about what he did or not. Because we've exactly, seen yeah. it, so that's, he's just exaggerating because he's got the ump. You know, which Absolutely, is fair enough. Yeah. As 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 we would have, um, but but yeah. So we we've got our first win on the board. Um, the season's off and running now. We're doing better than we were last year. Everything's <laughs> rosy, <laughs> and we're looking forward to um, a match against Crew. Which I was talking to one of their fans earlier, and um, I'm not sure we've actually played Crew. Well, that well certainly not that often because Crew is the kind of place. We played them in a pre-season friendly back in the early 90s when Dario Grady was still the manager because of obviously the connections. And I think they beat us 2-0. That's it. Was that at, was that at theirs some. or ours? At some. Yeah, so yeah. We, we, never, we never played a crew. We've been yeah, part. So... We've seen it enough times on, on rail journeys <laughs> yeah. and that and, and, and stuff like that. Through stations and things like that because it's right next to it. Yeah. But yeah, never actually been be in familiar? it. Familiar with Crew Station, and no one's going to know where the exit is because well, what do we go now? <laughs> but how oh, they, had a, <laughs> yeah, they had a tough game yesterday. Um, they had a man sent off, and they were running around that yeah, with ten men. Um, so, um, what, what are your thoughts and hopes about ahead of that game? I don't take much notice about that. You know, I don't know how, how, how it affected them, but it. We're, we're, been a lot in Manchester as it was done yesterday, so you know, that might take a bit of the edge off, off, off them having to play with 10 men. Apparently, they were in the game, it was pretty easy until he got sent off and he got 3 0. So, and our old player, Thomas Santi, scored to the Um I don't know, I don't think it has any bearing, honestly. <laughs> I mean, as I said, they fit young men. I don't, I don't think that's got any, have anything on it at all. Right. How much uh, the, the loss of the player cut, uh, to them is is a different thing, and I, I don't know for that crew, Alexander, team, squad, etc. To uh, have any comments worth listening to on that, so I won't bother. <laughs> so, what would your uh, prediction be for that? Predictions, like I'll never do predictions. The last time I did a video was seen many years ago. We were on a big man in the league and uh, they had a betting thing there and I went for two one we were in goal and we got beat people. Scott Tall, who played against it, was outstanding that day. He, so he, you know, we got a point out of it uh, and that but uh, we didn't and I was it I don't know. All I'll say is it's because they got they've had a good start yesterday. Um, they've come down a bit of a I think they're a little bit yo-yo-ish, not like Fulham or Norwich, or, but they are. Uh, they still got lots of fees under Grady, a lot of good players, including David Platt and that. They'll be a football inside. They like to get the ball down and play. If that's still mm. the way the club goes now, um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but any away game, I'll be happy with a point. See you mid game. Okay, 
Well, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for stepping in last moment, Mark. That's um, not, really, really I'm appreciate not it. Sleep. I know my eyes look like I was sleeping, but I'm not. It's just that it's, I'm looking at the screen and I sort of close up and I haven't got my glasses on. Cause it's, it's all right. They can't see you, don't they? <laughs> Sorry? They can't see me? They can't see you. That's just me. <laughs> oh, thank, thank Christ for that. Bloody horror show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And um, earlier on, I caught up with Stuart from the Railway Men podcast, and here's what he had to say about the game. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. And joining me now is Stuart from the Railway Men podcast. Hello, Stuart. How are you? Hi, Mike. Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for asking me today. No worries. So your podcast has been going a little while now, or? Uh, we've just started our first, sorry, we've just started our third full season. Um, we did a few with the, the COVID shortened season when obviously we were promoted to League Two. That sort of gave us the idea to get started then uh, because... I wanted something to celebrate the promotion. There wasn't anything really out there, uh, so I thought I'd do it myself. Uh, and then since then, we've had a season of mid-table stability in League One. Last year, without doubt, the worst football season I've ever seen watching crew. And, you know, I'm a crew fan, so I'm not saying this as a Man United fan who didn't get top four. Uh, I've seen some shocking seasons. Last year was by far the worst. And then now we're here where we are, three three games into this season. Right, so the, the railway men is obviously a, a, a play on the fact that the, the, the railway line changes over at Crewe. And this is something that a lot of Sutton fans have, have, have mentioned. They've, they've been looking forward to the game because they've not seen us at Crewe. We pass through Crewe quite frequently, Yeah, we've not we've not been there. Yeah, everyone's been to Crewe, uh, <laughs> probably to change trains. Um, but unless you're playing the football team, and I don't want to disparage my hometown, there's not a great deal that will keep you there. Although, you know, they are they are aiming for city status and there is a campaign to get Crewe as the new home of the railways. Uh, they're up against some stiff opposition, I think, with uh, York and a few others. So, yeah, if anyone listens and uh, associates Crewe with trains, then get voting for Crewe as the new railway home of the UK. Perfect. That is a great plug. Um, so Not even how... being paid for that. I know it's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> Things we do for exposure. Um, the so you mentioned your your poor season last season, but where do you, as a crew fan, I mean, as a Sutton fan, I kind of still see us as a non-league team, and we're non-league just happen to be playing in the football league. Um, where do you see yourself as a as a crew fan? Where where do you kind of see crew sitting naturally in the league? It's a good question. Um, my teenage years were spent at the same time as the glory years, as I like to refer to them, the championship, where we spent, um, is it eight out of nine? It was eight out of nine or nine out of 10 seasons. We were in the championship with one season back in what is now League One, but we finished second and got promoted. So without a doubt, those are the best years of being a crew fan. And I was lucky enough that those years coincided with when I started 
going with my dad and then my mum came along as well and then I got a season ticket with my mates uh, and it was before we all went off to uni so it couldn't have been timed any better for me but do I think we're a championship team no uh, that you know we overperform though that you know there's a reason Dario Guardi you know someone Sutton United fans will know well uh, was held in or is held in such high esteem uh, I don't think we're a League Two team. I I think we're a lower end League One team in terms of all the things you can look at: fans, history, stadium. A big plus for us is the academy. Uh, all of those things that don't really matter because football like, is eleven people against eleven people on a pitch. But if you look at all the things that don't matter and what makes a club, I think we are a lower League One uh, club. How historically, though, before my time, we were very much a League Two team. You know, we were 23rd, 24th, 23rd for a long time. Uh, luckily, before automatic promotion and relegation came in. Um, so older fans would probably say League Two is where we belong. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I would say League One is where I think is Crew's natural home. Yeah, perfect. And that is a, also a nice, wonderful warning to a lot of Sutton fans who've joined us over the last 11, 12 years, where it's been just great times. And we keep saying, no, nah, it's not always like this, boys. <laughs> you do lose yeah. games every now and then. Um, so tell us a little bit um, about your podcast. Is it a podcast and a website, you said, or just, just a podcast? Uh, it was a podcast. It's now a podcast with a website as well. We are um, aiming to get something new from a uh, fans out every day uh, for example we're speaking on Sunday so the thing we put out today is the match report from yesterday uh, I'm not sure how popular that's going to be considering yesterday's game ended in a 3-0 defeat but I think people tend to people tend to like tragedy more than success so maybe people will read it just because of, I don't know a, a morbid factor um, but yeah it was something that one of the guys who comes on the pod suggested to me uh i hadn't really thought about it i haven't got time to be honest with you to start a website but he said he was going to take all that on do that side of it i could carry on with the podcasting and it just gives crew fans a voice and that's basically what i want i don't want there's nothing worse than me coming on and telling you my opinion every week by myself yeah. so i try and get three people on every week who'd seen the game uh try and rotate it as much as i can um to give everyone the opportunity and then this website is an extension of that because some people might have really, really valid points, but the idea of going on a podcast and speaking for an hour terrifies them, mm. but they might like the idea of sitting down by themselves, writing an article about what I've seen, what I noticed and all of these things. Um, so it's, again, it's an extension of crew fans having a voice and without tooting my own horn, we've built up quite a good fan base. We've got quite a good uh, level of people that come to us because they know that what they're going to get is uh, hopefully reasoned, logical. Uh, it's not hyperbolic. It's um, it's somewhere where people can get good uh, good content. I hate the word content, but good <laughs> content from about Crowley. We haven't got anything. You know, yeah. the club does what it does, but it's still the official club. They're not going to put out and you know, oh, he was a bit shocking today. Maybe we need to get a new player. They can't do that, but mm -hmm. we can if we need to. Not that we do it all the time, but we can. Yeah. So on that, yesterday, <laughs> the sending off, how, how do you uh, feel about that? It wasn't very good. Uh, he grabbed one of the Salford players around the throat um, and the referee saw it and sent it off. And once that's happened, there, there can't really be any complaints. I think what I can complain about, though, is Salford are one of those teams that know exactly what they're doing. Um, they know what they need to do to get a reaction from 
the opposition. They know what they need to do to get the referee on their side. And it's not really a complaint because it's a game of football and we all know it happens. But uh, I wouldn't be happy watching that. Um, I know that they can sit here and say, ah, yes, but we have three points and you didn't get anything yesterday. We've also got a striker now who's going to get at least three game ban because, um, you know, he's sent off for violent conduct, grabbing someone around the throat. Um but yeah, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't good yesterday. Um, if I'm completely honest, it's the first time I've struggled to sort of stay with the game. I, my mind was wandering in that second half. Three nil, boiling hot day. The players yeah. are struggling. Um, there was no way we were back. And if if I wasn't recording our podcast, there's a possibility I wouldn't have watched to the end. Well, for us, obviously, we we we're watching our game and it's all coming from all oh, crew down to ten in this heat. That's that's wonderful. That's good news. Um, so, do your do your team kind of change quite frequently, or is it pretty much the same starting eleven? Um, so, is it good news for us that your players are knackered? Is what I'm going to ask you. It's been the same eleven for the uh, the three league games, except yesterday they had to change centre back. One of our players failed a medical uh, test before the game, so we brought in a, a different centre back. But it's been the same. I don't think Sambu being sent off is the worst player that we can miss in the terms that we have uh, Courtney Baker-Richardson, who he signed from Newport. And I think he was, or he has, I'm led to believe, uh, was someone that was a big part in Dom Telford having the season that he had last year. And he's been coming off the bench so far because he can't get into the team. He missed the first game with injury. And then he wasn't quite, well, he was on the bench, but he wasn't quite ready to start. And then because we won, you don't change a win inside. Uh, I would be shocked if he doesn't come in on Tuesday night uh, and then we move the other striker who's been playing up top because we're playing 4-3, well, 4-2-3-1, but it's 4-3-3 at times. Um, Dan Aji, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't move out wide and Courtney Baker-Richardson is the main striker. Uh, so that would be the change. He might, Alex Morris, the manager, he might make other changes depending on what he thinks needs to happen. But again, referring back to our podcast, we've just been saying that Crew's first 11 looks okay. We look good enough to compete in this league. If you scratch the surface and put in some of those reserve players as substitutes like we did on Tuesday night against Grimsby in the Cup, they are not good. It's a very weak squad. It's a good first team, but it's a weak squad. Um, And that, I think, is slightly concerning. Mm. So what what would be, obviously, you got relegated last year... um, it's not always the worst thing in the world. Um, I know lots of people don't like it, but sometimes that little bounce back up can be, be really, really uh, rewarding. But what are you guys looking for for this season? Is it just, look, let's draw a line, let's do stability, or are you looking to bounce straight back up? I think um, I can give you three answers here, if that's okay. Um, like your the main pundits that we as lower league football fans look to, like your Gab Sutton and D3, D4, and they're not the top 20. They all had us around the 20th position in their right. preseason prediction, which I think I don't agree with. I think we are good enough to be solidly, boringly mid-table this year. I think we will win the games like Rochdale and Harrogate. And I think we'll lose the games like Salford. I think that's just where we are. Um but we have we so as a podcast, we sponsor one of the crew players, Rio Adabisi, who's currently out injured. He should be back soon. But we had him on, I had a brief chat with him a couple of weeks ago, and he said a good season is promotion, a great season is champions. I like the optimism, 
I don't agree with it. I think we last season, it wasn't like we went down and we just went down and we were competing in League One. We were being slaughtered every week. We weren't being slaughtered four or five nil. We were being slaughtered two nil. And then teams were shutting up shop because they didn't need to try any harder. They they right. won the game. We weren't coming back into it. Uh, we were bad. Um, a lot of those players have been moved on. Uh, it's a very different team this year. Uh, so that's also why I think mid-table, you know, it's going to take time to gel a new team. We had an amazing team three years ago. They've all gone. They are the players you're now seeing in, league, in the championship. Um, but we've, ha- as a club, we've got to move on from them. We can't keep talking about how good they were. We have to start talking about how good the new crop need to be to get to their level or how to get to that level. Perfect. Um, and for... Our game on Tuesday. What 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 are your thoughts? Do you, do you think you're going to um, beat us? Or I hope so. <laughs> I uh, I really want us to have learned from the sending off on Saturday. Uh, I think Salford came with a plan to bully us, to get us uh, agitated, to wind us up, and I'm a bit worried that we're going to have two games in a row with Sutton on Tuesday of you guys just basically doing things like that better than we do. Uh, if we can keep on top of that, I think if you know we, we have got good players, we've got good four players, we've got a good midfield. Um, so let's be positive and let's go with a, a two-one home win. Okay, fair enough. Um, important questions now. Um, does your mascot come to the away end so one of our fans can get their picture taken? Um, I'm not sure. He used to. I, it. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to ask someone else and I'll get back to you on that. We'll, we'll get um, a request in for that. Yeah, I um, just, you know, I, I don't actually attend the home. I, I live in a different country. Um, so I watch it all on iFollow and the guys that come on the podcast, they all have to go to the game. I was at the Harrogate game two weeks ago when I was back in England. I'll be honest with you, I only got into the ground five minutes before kickoff because I was catching <laughs> up with a lot of people I hadn't seen. Um, so I don't know the answer to that. No, don't know the answer. Okay, that's that's fine. Francis, you'll have to find but out. But he's Gresty. Gresty the Lion, but he's actually... I mean, he's called Gresty the Lion. It's definitely a monkey uh, suit that they picked up the wrong one. Oh, uh, So God. it's something to have a look for. Uh, <laughs> that's when amazing. When fans get there. I'm sure he will. He's always been nice and friendly. Fair enough. Perfect. And the... Um, just as important question, where's good places for the Sutton fans to catch a drink before the, the game? Um, so there's lots on to this. <laughs> Nantwich, well, no, I know this. This bit I do know. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Nantwich Road, which is just outside the state. So Crew, I don't know if you will know, but Crew's ground is one of the closest grounds to a train station you'll ever see. You come out the everything, station. Everything in Crew is near to a train station, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, the town centre is annoyingly far away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you come out of the train station, turn left, turn left onto Gresty Road, you're at the stadium. The stadium. Um, but if you turn left out the station, you are on Nantwich Road, and that is just bars and fast food. So oh, you will find nice. some of that. I think the corner bar, which is literally the first one you'll come to, is normally the one where the away fans go to. I don't <clears> think you'll have too much of a problem getting a seat in. Well, maybe get a seat might be too far, but getting in to there on a Tuesday night. Uh, will be too much of an issue. So, yeah, I would say head to the corner bar. Excellent. Well, that is brilliant. That's all I've got, really. Um, obviously, apart from the 180 minutes through the season, wish you the best of luck and hope it's a good season for you guys. And I'm sure Thank we'll you. see you soon. Cheers, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Thank you.
Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.